Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down and talk about a book that I have read with some very good friends. My name's Chin C, and this song is called I Really, Really, Really Love Books. Amazing. Uh, my name's uh, Dan Offen, and I once went on a pilgrimage to find the man who invented books. <laughs> Colin Books. My name is Wolfgang Zimmer, and uh, I'm trying to get the, the library changed to Truthberry because books are the root of all truths. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Gillum, and uh, I like books. I read one on the way here. Oh. Nice. Hi, I'm Helen Bauer and I read a book in year six that I couldn't actually read but everyone was super impressed because I was holding one. Where did that start? <laughs> Guys, thank you for coming down today. What a, what a treat we have today. Because uh, we are reading and discussing The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Uh, this is a book that's kind of um, been a little bit of a sensation. Uh, Girl on the Train um, is a, I'd say it's a, a kind of a crime novel. Um, a bit of a murder mystery and at its heart we have uh, the character Rachel Watson who is a barely functioning alcoholic um, oh, so she not... does alright she's fine <laughs> she's a bit she is a mess though she is a mess <laughs> I mean there is a point uh, there's repeated um, descriptions of her peeing her pants whilst on the train repeated descriptions <laughs> repeated like, it's just like the same description over and over again <laughs> well, like an old fashioned animation <laughs> <laughs> like a gif yeah a gif a literary gif like I, I read it and then went back to the start Everyone again almost fetishic is that a word? Fet fetish fetishistic fetishistic mm -hmm. of women pissing themselves in yeah, the train yeah <laughs> definitely it's like a weird like play by play description of it every single time send me that bitch <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not a fan of. Uh, yeah, no, that that's. But well, there's a lot of stuff here that, like, um, what I found very interesting as well. Uh, the character of Rachel Watson, um, she's almost been written and designed to be, uh, like, to go against those ideas of how uh, uh women um are portrayed in literature and media. This is like the uh an an unvarnished look of uh how uh, a woman has basically her life has gone off the rails. And you see it, warts and all. She is um, uh, overweight, she's an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, she's drinking, she's pissing, yeah, she's stalking her ex. She's just having a good old time about it, the really. Phrase, the phrase um, butterface is used several times by Paula Hawkins, which is not nice, but... Um, I sexist writer. It's awful, it's awful. But I also kind of strangely empowering as well. I, that, what, yeah. Every little girl in Britain today is dreaming of the day that she gets to be called Butterface by an author because it is a milestone for us. That's true. Mm, I nice. remember the first time it happened to me, I cried. I was so happy. Oh no, I'm right. I'm right from happiness. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm finally a Butterface. I'm no longer Margarine. We call you for Margarine Face. I can't yeah. believe it's not Butterface. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was shocked by the fact she was 32. Yes, that's she right. was not. She was not even because who would play her in the movies? It would not be Megan Fox because Megan Fox only plays twenty-two year old girls. Right, right, right. And it could not be Dame Judi Dench either. 
So <laughs> those are the two women that only work in Hollywood as well. But these are two, the two, the two types. There's nothing in the middle, and and I was confused. What would they look like? I could not imagine. <laughs> well, Susan Boyle, right? That's what I thought. That's the image that I had in my head. Susan Boyle is ugly, damn dirty dench. No, okay, fair enough. Well, like, with a lovely voice. She can sing very well. <laughs> She sings like what I imagine the Megan Fox would sing. <laughs> <laughs> she sings like what Megan Fox looks like she would sing. It's a retro crush, isn't it, Megan Fox? Oh. Well, well I... Uh, is we, we, still big in Swiss Germany? Yes, our television is in a 10-year lag, so we don't get as many televisions as you do. As many televisions? <laughs> Not as many television broadcasts oh, right, as okay. So you're probably still watching the original series of Robot Wars. Oh, it's fantastic, yeah. We're going, oh, Hypnodisc is good, isn't he? <laughs> ah, Matilda, she has such spiky horns. <laughs> and the horns are so spiky, and they, and they poke, they poke all the time. Mm. Wait, so if it's 2007 in Swiss TV, mm. do you not yet know about the global financial crash? No, we aren't worried about this. We have lots of gold, geld underneath the ground. But have it, uh, somebody left it there about 70 years ago. But we, we, just, we just have it and now it's okay. Everything's okay. We can buy enough things from all of the other people who live around us. It was one of those happy accidents. Uh, somebody's left all this gold lying around. Well, yeah, pictures of eagles on it as well. <laughs> eagles and clever uh, uh, geometric patterns spinning. I, we love it. We, it, it. It solves only problems for us. Um, uh, what, did we like Rachel? Did we find her a, a, an appealing uh, narrator and character? I uh, I recently pissed myself because I got too drunk, um, and then so I went down the the pet shop and got that stuff that neutralizes piss smell, so it stops dogs chasing like not going back to piss them. Yeah, yeah. So I went in. I was like, "Do you have any of that piss stuff for dogs?" And she found it and she went, uh, "Oh, it's a new puppy." And I said. Yes, and then I went back and I spread it all up and uh, <laughs> put it this way, when I was in that mindset I wouldn't have wanted to read a book written by me, so no I don't like her. But no, she, she is awful and it, she, I find her, as a narrator, I find her unreliable, mm. which I don't think so, I think for a book you need a reliable narrator. Okay, so you're not a big fan of this sort of uh, mutability of truth, well, you must have hated um, Rashomon then, I guess. Yeah, I just, just get your story straight. Right, right, Rashomon right. was four times longer than it needed to be. Right, right, right. It should have just been one story and that would have been fine. I don't get why you have to make this, tell the story four times, just work out who's the one's right. Your version of Rashomon said, is that what happened? Yup. The end. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a great film. It's too long, Rashomon. What does everybody else think about the, the, the trope of um, unreliable narrators in like movies and, and books? I mean, it's a classic staple really, isn't it? I mean, it? it makes your first draft a lot easier. Cause you don't have to worry about making sure. Cause you know when you're writing a first draft and things keep changing. Yes. And you like names and places and things. Yes. Or what I'll do is a geography of the place will make no sense whatsoever. Uh, like Stephen King's The Shining. <laughs> um, and so you don't have to keep track of what's going on. If right. you say, well, I'm unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bought a ticket to this ride. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, it's it's um, you never have to get your story straight if you're an unreliable narrator. Um, because. There's no point in being an unreliable narrator if nobody knows you're unreliable. Mm -hmm. it, has to be, it has to be obvious that you have no idea what you're talking about. I feel like when you're a nine, stories end with it all being a dream. When you're 23, it's unreliable narrators. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Um, I, I think, I, I'm very fond of unreliable narrators, personally. Uh, 
I, I, I enjoy uh, trying to work out these sort of mysteries uh, and like why they spell words in a certain way, uh, why can't they remember this? It, it keeps you engaged. Uh, and I, I, think, I, fi I figure with um, a book like The Girl on the Train, um, what we have here is the use of an unreliable narrator um, to withhold certain shocking twists that will then be played out later on. Um, it's kind of a easy, easy cheat, isn't it? Like, you didn't know that this planet was actually Earth all along because nobody told you that. That, 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 that monkey was an unreliable narrator. What, in Planet of the Apes or this book? No, this book. This book. <laughs> but she, she is on Earth all along. Is uh -huh. that the twist? Yes, that was a twist. It was the M. Night Shyamalan twist in this book. It's M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Shyamalan. Yeah, he does some good twists. He's very good. He's an unreliable uh, director. Yes, but but this is the joy in, in, in literature. Yeah. I thought this book was, the, this device used of her being unreliable was, it was like a shit gone girl. It, oh, it was uh. bad gone girl. It was like g gone girl gone gone not good. Okay. It, it, and whereas gone girl used uh, uh, an intelligent device of somebody who is so vindictive, so intelligent, so so fantastic mm. that they, they circumnavigate all of your expectations. Here this book was just she she has no f she has just no idea what she is doing and and all of these things are because she's are useless. <laughs> I, I think this is very interesting. Like, I, I mean, obviously we're talking about the girl on the train, but it's hard to, to not compare the two, really, because... Because they've I, both got girl in the title. They are, it's what, they tricky, got, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, they are both, and they are both have murders as well. Yes, mm. but this is the thing. Like, um, when you compare um, Amy in Gone Girl to Rachel in The Girl on the Train, uh, you see that like Amy's undoubtedly the villain of uh, Gone Girl, whereas in Girl on the Train, the bad guys are guys. Like, like they're the true villains of the piece. I found that unbelievable. I don't like this. I only really like fiction where women are the villains. Personally, I find it well. It's quite difficult to believe sometimes. Like. I think um, it was an interesting. Every single man in this was an evil man. Yes, pretty Ticket much. Ticket inspector, pretty saying that she shouldn't be drinking on the train, saying that she's making a smell of piss. He was yeah. portrayed as a as a fussy bad man. Yeah. The fat controller. The fat controller. Yeah. He wasn't even that fat. Um, <laughs> I but he had a very high BMI for his. He height. did. He did. But he was in the overweight category, not the obese. Yes, category. but he was on the edge of it. He wasn't the edge. He fluctuated. It depended on how much water it had to. That's the problem with BMI as a measure. Um, <laughs> But I, I found it, it, it was a weird how every single man was victimised in this book. And I don't want to get all men's rights on it. Um, but well, you got it. <laughs> it's a road that I am apparently going down. But it was, it was, it was, it was definitely, it, I, don't, I wouldn't describe it as a feminist book, but I would describe it as anti-male. Is it not a feminist book, you don't think? I don't think necessarily. It, it, it never calls for equal pay. That's never, true. Never once does in it fact, argue for equal pay. In fact, most of the female characters in this book aren't actually like they don't Employed. have jobs yeah they don't have jobs um, and the writer seems to think that's great but you don't think that like the, the, the true victory is uh, Rachel overcoming her own weaknesses uh, and putting the pieces together herself I mean we're getting ahead of ourselves with the actual like later twist but um 
Gaslighting plays a big part in this book. Uh, I, I want to take a m moment to talk about like um, it's an inefficient method of lighting. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is, but it's got electricity. Though. But it's quite charming, isn't it? When you're in a town, it's got lovely gas lights. A bit of a, a bit of charm. To Dangerous it. though. A bit of fun though. Especially if you're constantly pissed. You don't want that actual <laughs> fire in your room. Um. I've forgotten what I was going to say. Um, Gaslighting, that's right, gaslighting. Um, okay, so I don't know if people are familiar with the term gaslighting, to gaslight somebody, which is basically to uh, deliberately uh, undermine somebody's perception of reality by enforcing them, by uh, telling them that this happened. Oh, this is that a phrase? Gaslighting is a yeah. phrase. I don't know, yeah, yeah. It's like um, some people would say that, like, um, the uh, constant shifting and flip-flopping of like w things that are true and things that aren't true from the uh, Trump administration is a great example of a uh, president who is effectively trying to gaslight an entire country by saying that's fake news, this is real news. Yeah, I've always said that. Exactly. Yeah. When, the sh when and when you don't know what's true and what's not true, you've got no like. Uh, you, what do you fall back upon? Uh, especially if you are like Rachel, uh, pissed most of the time and have a very tenuous grip on um, events as they are. Um, that's what's that gaslighting, that's when you light a fart. Is that not what? Is this also the same thing, is it the same metaphor? I've never I've never heard it described that way, but you're absolutely right. I don't know why that's never been used more. Like, but uh, this, this book has no lighting of farts. Has anyone ever done that? Yes, in Jakarta they did all of the time. <laughs> Whenever one of them farts, they say, quick, God, grab the firebox. Apparently it gets rid of the smell as well. Put it up there and we'll fire shoot out of my buttocks. It's it's true, there was um it was like they carried on even when the cameras weren't actually on. It's like it's like to the form. You're probably just getting jackass on TV now, aren't you? It's it is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they they do fun they eat eggs. They eat eggs that aren't even cooked. They eat raw eggs. You've got probably got Shrek Happy TV as well, don't you? Oh, his, his phone is so big. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. Who's your favourite member of the Jackass crew? Oh, Scotty B. Wee Man. Oh. He's so small. <laughs> How is he so small? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it great how things worked out for him? Because like when he was got the name his Wee Man, and was he actually was. Then now. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that what you mean? That, that as in, yeah, no, exactly. Is that the uh, same wee man who does the rap battles? Oh, you the the voice in your head, you mean? The little guy in your yeah, head. Yeah, the previous podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't know, but it, I like to think that they are. But we can never know for sure. Never oh. know for sure, because I've not, I don't really, under, he's stopped, he's not active anymore. But I was wondering oh. if he was I am so pleased that you're a rap battle fan, like this came out <laughs> of nowhere. Massive rap battle fan. Are you actually? Well, he used to do the comedian, he, wee man used to do the comedian's rap battles. Oh, I don't know. Though. They're really good. I think they're, I think they're on, off YouTube now, though, unfortunately. He's like, don't flop stuff, or...? No. no. Okay. I don't know. I don't, he did them in Edinburgh. Not Joe Grant. But is he still a small man, though, when he does the rap battle? He was small. He was a small man. Did he, did he, oh, so did he skateboard and dress up as an Oompa Loompa sometimes? No. I mean, it could be the same guy. I mean... Should be. There's only one way to find out. Well, you got him. Track him down. <laughs> Have you got his phone number? No. Okay. Am I the only one who's imagining Dan walking around town with uh, a, a child catcher net, <laughs> trying to find the wee man? I mean, this is there's enough here for an entire podcast series of its own, <laughs> uh, in which we try to track down Finding the wee man, man. And, and 
searching for V-Man. It's like a seven-part series, like S-Town. And it's okay. like, where we solve the mystery of whether Wee-Man and Jackass <laughs> the same Wee-Man who did the rap battles in Edinburgh. I think it's quite easy to find the answer for this. I can, I can. That's definitely just a Google, isn't it? <laughs> but we can stretch it over six, seven songs. <laughs> just asking various people. Go on, cable on the road and be like, Hello! <laughs> Which Wee-Man is this one? And they will say, I don't know who this is. <laughs> Jackass has not been on television for such a long time. <laughs> and again, this could go on for six episodes, and then on the seventh, we just Google it. <laughs> why not? I can hear those sponsorship deals already. <laughs> we made this podcast, why not do that one too? I'd like him to Hello, my name's Chinti. Welcome to Searching for Wee Man. <laughs> like searching for sugar Sponsored man. by MeUndies.com. Um, I'm, I think we, we, we should try and figure out whether they're the same person at some point, but we have gotten off topic. Um, <laughs> uh, we've spent a bit of time talking about um, Rachel. I, I, I want to also talk about um, the other two uh, narrators in this book, um, who are Megan Hipwell and Anna. Um, Anna is uh, the other woman. Uh, she is now with uh, Rachel's ex, Tom, I believe. That's right, Tom. Um, and the the reason, of the inciting incident really for the entire uh, for the events of the novel is that Rachel spends her time on the train, taking this train, lying about uh, still having a job, just so that she can spy on her ex and Anna, uh, and look, like stalk them secretly. No, she's far. just being there. There's a difference between being there okay. and stalking. She just wants to make sure he's okay. Okay, all right. She's chill. All right, all right. I, I mean, that's that's. That's fair enough. Like I need to defend yeah. her. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no. I, I, I can see. Like, like, like we said before, she doesn't. She's not going that much out of her way. She's just yeah. sitting on the train, really. Like, Great. it's not like she's not like peering over it's a fence or anything. Yeah. Exactly. It's like I'm just going to get on this train. Oh look! And if there's yeah. my ex-husband and his new wife, I'm going to have exactly. a little and stare. And if you build your own house own next to the train tracks, it's your own fault. Really. She does every yeah. time she gets past there, she presses the passenger alarm, so the train stops for 20 minutes. Oh no! I've got off the train oh, again, no, no, no. and I'm outside Stop. my ex-husband's I've house. I've got to pull the passenger alarm because I peed myself again, <laughs> and I, this is an emergency. Um, but she's also. Um, she becomes interested in um, Tom and Anna's neighbours, mm -hmm. uh, who are Megan and Scott, who she starts idealising them. She initially calls them Jesse and Jason, and she mm -hmm. invents an entire story, which is uh, this picture-perfect marriage. But of course, we discover later that obviously all's not right in their world. Uh, Megan is arguably as much of a mess as Rachel is, if not more. I mean, Megan's got a history and a half, but mm. like, go back to like, Rachel, so like, on the train, she's like, talking and like, looking at her ex-husband, just like, being there for him, then she's like, oh, why don't I do it for everyone on the street? Mm. Which I think makes sense, because if you get into it, I think stalking probably is a hobby, and you start off with just one person, mm. and then you're like, oh, there's so many more people I could follow and freak out. Mm, 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 so I think mm, it's very, like, a simple case of like, what's he doing? What's his new wife mm. doing? What are the neighbors doing? Yeah. And like, I mean, thank goodness, Megan gets it, and so she she's out. Otherwise, could you imagine if she's just stalking the whole street and yep, town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep, that's yep. going to be an awkward moment when you're calling the police for one case, and they go into your house, and they're like, how much do you have on this one? Oh, shit. You've covered everyone in this town. It's very, you are very efficient. Into this. So for one yeah. person to do all this job, it's, it's, it makes more sense than for everybody 
to, to do the small bit. We specialize. This, mm-hmm. is, this is globalism. Mm-hmm. Someone has to stalk all those people. Some, exactly. Yeah. She should get a job working for uh, trampoline companies. Because I often see trampolines when I'm on the train in people's back garden. Yes. And she'll know exactly who has a trampoline and who mm-hmm. needs one. And, uh, and who they can sell trampolines to. But she just keeps getting pissed and pissing herself rather than monetizing her knowledge. Nice. I'm a thatcher right now. <laughs> she'd only be able to, it was a niche. Like, even that's quite niche to the trampoline companies because she only knows the trampoline people by the trains. She's not going to know in more inner Yeah, city. but you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And like, when you start eating food from a plate, you start on the outside and work in. Famously, everyone knows that. <laughs> in I'm a Fibonacci spiral. <laughs> yes, I agree. So two peas there, and then four peas there. You don't have your peas all over the plate. You have your peas in one deliberate yeah, section. Yeah, that's genuinely messed up if you're splitting up peas around your plate. Dan, you just practiced though, so perhaps his peas have gone. Dan, are you telling me you don't employ the quadrant system on your plate? <laughs> I just put the peas as a base underneath oh, everything. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. And then everything goes, it's like a pyramid. I build my food upwards. Good that's what the God, f- man, you're a mess. <laughs> you're going to die alone. You're going to die alone with behavior. I hate you so much. That's what top chefs do. They build Fuck you, man. You are a piece of shit. That's what top chefs do. Yeah. Look upon my food, ye mighty, and despair. <laughs> then they put uh, potato on top of the peas. Oh, that's disgusting. Sausages oh. on top of the potato. This band is a mash you're sort of trying to create, but just like with a pea base. Yeah. I'm going to be sick. This is so bad. I'm actually kind of into that. That sounds actually And then more peas on top of the, and then the- What? The sausages, and then a little bit of potato at the top. Draw a little smiley face with the peas right at the top, just to make you feel loved. Yeah. Exactly, that's the only way I can get it these days. This is just disgusting. And we've been talking about women pissing herself on this podcast, but that's the worst thing I've heard all day. Sorry. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> I'd like to know that Dan is now crying. Can I just <laughs> say, I think the coincidence of her, whenever she's on the train and she goes by, that she always sees something of significance. Right. This is bullshit right. for me. For right. me, you would never accept this from any other movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Any other book, if, booken even. In, 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 Schweiz, in Schweizland, we, we, we are... Interchange between the book and the movie. Uh, we we don't have we're not as strict as you are here. You're unreliable readers. Uh, uh, we are all girls on trains. Aren't we all? Isn't that the point? I don't know. Aren't we all the girl on the train? I'm all the train. Well, who is the girl on the train? Is it Rachel? Rachel. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> have you not read the book, Dan? I have read, but I didn't. I thought someone else might be the girl on the train. I well, mean, there's I'm other right. women on the train at the same time. Like, it's yeah. not just. It's not like a one woman on, one woman one off woman system. Train. <laughs> That's like not since the 80s. We're all actually allowed to go on it together. <laughs> not too many in one. System. We're not allowed more than three in the quiet carriage, though, because we have mass hysteria and we all start uh, crying. Scabbing so all the time. The all yeah. The we're scabbing. like, this happened, this happened, oh my goodness. And it just infuriates the guys. Yeah. So, like. Completely get it. Actually, in Switzerland now, when we 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 have very small train carriages to prevent this from happening. <sighs> so only two women per train, but each per, per carriage, but each carriage is only three people big. Oh. So, so like, the majority is women. Yeah, but there's not even three of them, so they can't even gap. So you've got really uh, tiny trains over there. No, the trains are very long. Okay, all right. That's very small carriages. Like in Snowpiercer. They're all like, uh, uh, you, yeah, like unicycle carriages. Like these two wheels. Or bicycular ta- carriages. They look like, like clown trains where like they're very small, but like 
loads of people come out of them. Like, no, only three people come out of them. Only three people come three out. Three people? They can't have people moving around too much. They want two people to stumble across the gold. I okay. think that's the thing. Okay. I, mean, I said too much. <laughs> <laughs> what gold? What? Is that gold? Oh, that old gold? <laughs> we don't know nothing about that gold. And the trains are very long. Yes. But there's like 85 carriages. Ah, okay, So the okay. carriages are very short. Uh-huh, okay, okay. I'll get you now, I'll get and you now. And he limits the number of women that I love. <laughs> there's a cap. There's so a lot of bureaucracy involved in that, I imagine. But efficient bureaucracy. Is there a trans question? Like like in the whole American bathroom issue that happened mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. Does that come up? Uh, we don't have that yet. We'll get that in about 10 years, I think. <laughs> Trans people don't yet exist in Switzerland. Still a lot Will and Grace in Switzerland. It's the height of the LGBT. Yeah, but, but he is just a, a gay man. He is, is not, he is not a trans man. Is, yeah, is, is that what happens in the next season? Spoiler alert! <laughs> Wouldn't like. It must be really nice to have your like cultural events sort of like waiting for you, and you know that's like it's it's all gonna come your way at some point. You just have to look at like when you come over here and you see what's going on in our culture and think mm -hmm. like, I can't wait till we get this season of Robot Wars I back yeah. in Switzerland. And what's fantastic mm. is that we can come to your country, mm. see what what the result is going to be, and then go back to Switzerland and make lots of bets and earn lots of money <laughs> on all of the things. So World Cup 1998, we knew exactly that France recap was going to win because we already shook the train over the border. <laughs> so I wait, got sorry, so rich. But Switzerland oh. were in that World Cup. Yeah, but we don't watch it. You don't watch wait. it then. You have to wait. <laughs> Take a little bit of time. That's why they did so badly. This, okay. Look at your look at your watch. Look at your fine precise watch <laughs> and wait. Wait until it's time. Don't get ahead of yourself. You've got to. It's quite hard to see good passes. You've got to wait ten years for the gap to open up. Oh, you the Swiss players. No, because we have. Is it, is Do all the players get shot as soon as the game is over, so no one can say what happened? No, they, they just don't talk about it. You know, in Switzerland, we don't we don't talk about ourselves. In where? In Switzerland. Sure, okay, I heard Switzerland. But <laughs> it's a very flexible country. <laughs> oh yeah, you're notoriously chilled out. <laughs> yeah, for so changed. I I, I think. We may have gotten off oh. track again. Um, <laughs> That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the uh, the murder uh, then. Um, let's, this is the um, this is a very um, strange uh, book because of the way it's so clearly um, put into two distinct halves. Where the first half is all laying out these different women, their lives, and and how we see that beneath the surface there's a lot of dark shit going on. Um, they're all, uh, they've all got their issues and they all deal with it. And then suddenly, like you said, one of them dies and it starts effectively what is what the plot of this book is, which is trying to solve the mystery of who murdered Megan. Um, now, or is she even dead? I don't mm -hmm. know. Is she? She was, yeah. She was, yeah, yeah she's dead. see her body, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, she, 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 she goes missing. She yeah. goes missing and immediately uh, Rachel decides to try and solve the mystery herself yes. uh, by being just by being on the train um, she's the f 
She's possibly the the, the world's first train-bound detective, actually. No. Murder no. in the Orange Yeah. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> that murder happens on the train. Yes, that's true. It's not what we can see from the train. Yeah, and, and Hercule Poirot was able to leave the train. Like, it wasn't, not unlike Rachel, who just lives on that train, I think. That's true. Which is interesting, because you know the scene when Rachel fights her adversary on the top of the train? Yes. Yeah. I right. found that very unrealistic, because it's, she doesn't have the, describe her shoes in great detail, her slippy shoes because mm. they're covered in her piss. And then she's <laughs> on top of the train, but it, it, just, it says, and I quote, sure-footed as a mountain goat. And yes, you're an unreliable narrator, but it has to be some kind of continuity. Otherwise the reader's just helter-skelter mm. in this chaotic world, and trains are meant to be orderly. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm not even sure if that was, uh, it's kind of ambiguous as to whether she's actually having a fight with her adversary, or she's just chilling on the roof <laughs> with her plastic bags full of booze. <laughs> Well, that's, she is her greatest enemy, so she, there's some interpretation of the book that she just sat on top of the train <laughs> slapping herself in the face, which is not compelling. Well, that's the beauty of having an unreliable narrator, though, is that like it could be her having a fight with somebody, or it could be just... There's one her, interpretation yeah. that this is actually a retelling of uh, the Bible. Because it's because it's unreliable. Oh, uh, like Jesus, he'll disappear for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was the original unreliable narrator. He's oh. so unreliable. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not from the first person, the New Testament, which would be great. That would be great. <laughs> and then I took a fish, and then I made it lots of fish. It was great. Everyone was so fed. <laughs> and it ends with it was great because God makes things and says it was good, but Jesus is one step up. So it's, and then I made the fish, and it was great. To the younger generation, he's just more up for stuff, isn't he? Yeah, I think he called it, uh, cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> why they killed him. Wunderbar. Um, no, it's, it's quite hard for her to do train-based detecting. Because, do you remember in uh, Thomas the Tank Engine? Yes. Thomas the Tank Engine gets very upset and very depressed because he can only go where there are rails, and the bus is bullying him. Because the bus can go wherever it wants. It's not funny, guys, actually. It was a really intense plot point. It Carry was. On. The bus was being really horrible. It was going, ah, I can go over there. And Thomas could only go on rails. But then... That's why Thomas was blue, actually. He started off life as a green train. got yeah. so sad. Well, that was Percy. Percy's the green one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in this, it's like that. And she goes, oh, actually, I can go most places. A lot of places have rails. Right. Um, that's, that was the, that was, that's what this book has in common with. Thomas the Tank Engine. The realization that there are still quite a lot of rails, and that, that, that that's plot point where Thomas keeps stopping at a certain point in the track to spy on his ex. Yeah, it's very because Annie leaves him. Yeah, yeah. For the Gordon. bus. Gordon, Gordon, no, Gordon. Very big train. He's what still got Clarabelle, but Clarabelle, but who wants Clarabelle? He's, oh, oh, no, no way. He's <laughs> not. Clarabelle's got to suck an egg. <laughs> Clarabelle is the least attractive train carriage in the I whole. had no idea there was so many love interests for Thomas. Yeah, I had no idea that anyone from our generation still remembered all the character <laughs> names from Thomas the Tank Engine apart from Thomas. I'm not saying it's not cool, I'm just saying it's not okay. To be fair, it's not that difficult to guess names on Thomas the Tank Engine. Just pick an old post-war... I don't think he's guessing. You're literally a post-war white guy and I'm pretty sure they were using Thomas the Tank Engine. Tarquin was Tarquin the train. Tarquin, Tarquin the train. <laughs> Lord Falconer the train. Maybe <laughs> delivers hummus. <laughs> uh, um, so okay, so so Megan ends up dead, um, and Rachel is trying to solve the mystery of her death. Uh, Which is very proactive of her. Incredibly, especially for somebody who's like 
struggling to keep it together. Um, but this is the point where she like goes. This is like Hitchcock's uh, Rear Window, where the person, this voyeuristic character, suddenly ends up like having an impact on things that they've been watching from a distance and actually becoming a player rather than uh, a bystander um, in these events. Uh, we see uh, Rachel uh, gradually uh, ingratiating herself and inserting herself into uh, uh, Megan and uh, her husband Scott's life when she discovers that Megan was having an affair with her therapist. And it gets to the point where she starts seeing Megan's therapist, mm -hmm. which is just, um, yeah, that's, that's going very, Deep cover, isn't it? See, I feel like you could go down the voyeuristic, like she's sort of getting, but I think it's just a classic case of bitches be bitches, and they're like, there's a drama happening and I'm not involved in it, but I'm gonna wheedle my way in there, so then everyone will be like, oh, she's a hero, she's involved in something really rough. Right, and get some and free therapy is, yeah. whilst we're at it as well. This is why most of the chapters end with bitches be bitches, <laughs> and then it goes on to the next character, and it's just the same again, because they're all like, oh my goodness, like, ah, and it's just, this is the one point when it gets a bit too hysterical, you know? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I completely get it. I feel like, you know, you were saying you identify earlier with Rachel because you have also pissed yourself. Yes. Which is fine and no one's going to judge you for I it, Johnny Gillen. But I feel like, you know, I identify with it because I'm like, if there was a murder happening and someone that I knew, I'd be like 100% in there. I want to be involved right, in right, it because right. I want to be in like a serial style podcast. Right, that's exactly it. Maybe I want to be Asia McLean. <laughs> That would be good. That would be. That, That's I mean, my dream. Maybe we'll. That would be the other podcast. Whilst we're like, we're trying to solve the mystery of who murdered Wee Man. <laughs> no one murdered Wee Man. We Didn't they? <laughs> Didn't they? I think it was OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson murdered Wee Man. But, so I have one question. Yeah. Who was who? So in the the, the psychiatrist. So they are. So they are there. Yes. So they are chatting. They are divulging information, they should not be... And what about the professional ethics board? Where, where, where are mm. they during all of this? Oh. How is this allowed to go on? I think it's implied throughout the book that Megan is a real hottie. So when it comes to that, you know, there's no ethics. She comes in, she's like, oh, oh ethics. I had an abortion. <laughs> 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 the ethics board. Where does ethics come the in? Ethics board. What is this? Stierscheisse, please. <laughs> so she is such a zinger that ethics goes out of the window. Oi, we hear you've been carrying on with one of your patients. So That's what? not We're the Essex board. <laughs> We're the Essex board. I want Danny Dyer to be the head of the Essex chair board. Can I play a Danny Dyer? Listen, oh. you slag. <laughs> the aliens, you slag. Get out. Oh, oh yeah. Come on. Stop. Even though she's hotty, stop it. Don't do a fuck on her. Come Listen. on, mate. Have you ever been to Essex? Um, uh, yeah, I have a cousin who lives there. It's really uh, hard to get anything done because you go into a shop, there's two people there, and she, like, the person buying things comes in and says, Hello, I'm from Essex! And they say, Yes, I'm from Essex! And that just goes back and forth for hours. I was like, I just wanted, like, a Twix. <laughs> it sounds magical. It, it's magical for a bit, <laughs> but it, it, it grates on you after a while. So I'm from Essex. No, I'm from Essex. No, I'm from Essex. Let's take this to the Essex board. <laughs> 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 to try and settle who is allowed to be from ethical. <laughs> this is an issue for me in this movie. Book. 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 Booken. Bo Booken. Yes. 
Oh, sorry, I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but um, uh, okay, right. That's that. That was an important um point to um to bring up. Oh, sorry. Um, that was an important point to bring up. Talking um, about murder. <laughs> Some dignity. Well, I, I I thought to myself that um, how do you think the murder mystery uh, of this uh, book is handled? Did you see where it was going? Did you predict that the murderer w w would turn out to be um, the other man w that Megan was seeing on the side, who turns out to be Tom, Rachel's ex? Oh. Yeah. Did you see that coming? 100%. Okay, yeah. okay. First page, I was like, don't like the sound of this ex-husband. <laughs> it's always the ex. And they Especially sort of like not even mentioned on the first page as well. <laughs> oh no, he is in the subtext. If you read between the lines and you circle the right letters, you can actually get a T, an O and an M. You put it together and it's really well hidden in there. And that's why Paula is an absolute stunner of a writer. Yeah, that's, that's true, that's true. It's pretty good. And also, Tom, trains. <laughs> Both begin know, with a T. Both begin with a T. Thomas the tank engine. Yes, that's right. That definitely. definitely. If you, and if you circle like the T, and the O and the M in Thomas, you get Tom. Yes. Yeah, and like, there's an M in there which stands for murder. Yes. We got the first to page right murder. now, you could get the spelling out of murder yeah. as well. Murderer, Tom. Murderer. It's equals. Yeah. M for murder. M's also for man. M is man. For man. We man. I think we've solved the mystery <laughs> of we man. But does it not make the rest of the book rather a waste if you can guess it all from the first page? Not everyone's as smart as we are and was able to figure it out that quickly. Yeah. Oh, so you see the rest of the, the, rest of the book's very much a, a, a helper's guide. To exactly. The it's yeah. like, guys, we've already told you, but don't worry, we're going to figure this out together. And here's some pissing stories just to keep you entertained I mean, along the way. And also, sometimes it's not about the end. It's about the, the ride. Mm. It's about the journey. Like, otherwise, I'd just read the last page of every book and be right. like, boom. Exactly. Yeah. This is for times when you get when you go, when you go on a train. You don't go on a train to get somewhere. If you go on a train for this journey, yeah, or, or to solve a murder mystery, um, spy on your ass. Yeah, exactly. I did actually hear a really brilliantly drunk girl try to flirt with a guy the other day on the street, and she was like, "It's not about it's not the destination, it's the journey." <laughs> <laughs> he just walked oh, away. Beautiful. I was like, it's "Oh God!" So <laughs> she was inspiring. She was inspiring. That was that was, that was basically <laughs> Rachel from this book, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, but when I went up to her and I was like, did you kill someone? She was like, no, and then she walked away from me. Do you know What's a liar? How, how would she know? She's probably unreliable as She fair. felt very unreliable, but lovely saying, and what an inspiring young lady. Sorry, is that your detective work? Do you murder someone? <laughs> <laughs> Just walk up to people in the street. Did you do it? <laughs> did you do it? <laughs> you know, everybody has a different process of how to solve a mystery. Um, for some people, it's just asking them outright, did you murder them? For me, it's circling letters in books. Right, just until you get the secret I, message. I tend, to play, I tend to play both the good cop and the bad cop um, simultaneously, which is just the mediocre cop. <laughs> That's um, what I do. Hey, I find that works for me. But Danya, quite, quite well. can you? I am <laughs> uh, very intrigued by this technique. Can you please interrogate Johnny Shanker? So just so he can see how this works. But he's not murdered anyone. Yeah, but you don't know. We're gonna okay. Well, just indulge in this a little bit of role play, I guess. Okay. Okay. Like, how do you? Let's see the mediocre cop in action. Okay, um, uh, first I want to ask Johnny if he has murdered someone. He will communicate to me secret if he has. Have you murdered someone? Okay, okay, now I can be the adjudicator in the interrogation. Okay, okay. Right, um, would you like a cup of tea? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> Could you get them a cup of tea? 
Uh, sorry, am I in this role play? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. You're my no, assistant. Wait, who? Okay, oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I'll get. Yes, boss. So, uh, mediocre <laughs> cop has an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Shite he, cop. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's, he's, oh, I see. So, if he was. He's a bit older than a great cop would have an assistant. Yeah. It's taken him longer to get there. <laughs> he's taken him Well, the British police uh, service is a hive of mediocrity. By the way, this interrogation is going swimmingly. <laughs> You're, the suspect is interrogating. He's flipped it on you. How you are being interrogated. <laughs> That's how I work. Because now I've found out something about him. <laughs> what? I like tea. Yeah. This would be such ah, a the murderer liked tea, didn't he? See, he did it, I reckon. Was well, so at the scene of the murder, it was, I did this for tea. Yeah. And it's just the it's just the dead body and a cup of hot water with nothing in it. Well, you can tell by the bite marks that he was a man who enjoyed tea. That's what the boys down the lab have told me. They left stains on the neck. Yeah, tea stains. <laughs> so apparently mediocre cops' interrogation techniques is to be to, to not even serve the tea and then break down in hysterical laughter as the interrogator is interrogated himself. Yeah. This is this is a new technique. I have to say, I'm very impressed by this. Very impressed by this. So so what do we make of Tom then? Like he is an absolute shit, isn't he? Um, he's he, he he's abusive. He was abusive to uh, his uh, to Anna. He was abusive to Rachel. Um, we discovered that like all this time, uh, it's a twist that basically gives is also empowering because all this time, Rachel has been on the uh, has been assuming that she's a complete mess. She, uh, her blackouts and her alcoholism have created this mess for herself, and she can't trust her own memories. But it's only went later when she starts putting the pieces together and discovers that Tom was the murderer and having this affair with Megan that she realizes that throughout her relationship with Tom Tom had been gaslighting her mm. and this is an empowering moment that she comes to that realization herself not through any sort of external means it's her right, mm -hmm. coming uh, coming to deal with her own psyche um, and it's not very often that you see a twist like that a twist a narrative twist which actually empowers a character uh, in such a positive manner um, I, I don't. I don't I, anybody else think of any sort of like um, other examples that are similar to this? When uh, in Planet of the Apes, yes, it makes him shout a lot louder. And in ape society, they really they value being able to make a large, powerful noise. Yes. So it's that's why. So when he goes, you maniacs! All the other apes they quiver in fear. So that's empowered Charlton Heston. Uh, well, okay. Um, I mean, he he he's also not empowered because it was Earth all along. And he's the last human alive. And he's not the last human alive. He's got that. He's got that chick who can't speak. Oh yeah, no, that's true. They're they're humans, but like the the only sort of speaking developed human. I, I guess is the point I'm saying. He's he's ultimately alone. He can never go back home again. No, but I mean, like you've not seen Planet of the Apes two, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, or Planet of the Apes three, uh, Return to the Planet of the Apes. Return from where? I don't know. <laughs> Look, you asked me a question. I didn't. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I thought it was a lovely answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, well, it seems everybody's piling up on me today, but um, I, I think, I think this, it's, it's, it's fair to say that um, it's a satisfying twist because of the emotional resonance it has. I, 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 I don't like it when um, a twist comes along and it comes from left field and it cheapens the narrative by saying stuff mm. like, oh, it was all a dream, for example, yeah. or oh, I was lying the entire time. Uh, <laughs> 
What, what's that? Uh, what, the, the Lion King. The Lion King. The Lion King. King. The Lion King. <laughs> there are all lions. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're laughing, but that freaked me out the first time I saw the end of the Lion That's King, and I was like, no. <laughs> I thought they were tigers. So it was Earth all along. That they are a lion of the Lion King. You, so it's very much like Humpty Dumpty in that he's portrayed as an egg, but he need not necessarily be. Mm. So the Lion King could be any animal, even man. Mm. It's true, actually. It's true. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I, as you were saying, that that like a classic case of uh, it was just a lie. Uh, usual suspects. That's true. Which is like it, I, I think that's a cheap. Like people love the ending of the Usual Suspects, but it's just just a step up from saying it was all a dream. We just we just literally been listening to Kevin Spacey make up a bullshit story. But how often do you get to see someone walking away and lose a? That's a kind of exciting <laughs> moment. You don't get that much in yeah. life, and it's just like he's been healed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yes, yeah, so, uh, those those are cheap. Those are cheap twists, um, and I, I, they're not satisfying. And the impact fades away once you actually start thinking about it in terms of like, well, you've just wasted my time. Right? Mm -hmm. I've sat down in cinema and watched this movie and none of it was real. That, that's rubbish. Read this book. This book? You did not sit down and watch this movie. Oh no, I was talking about down. The Usual Suspects. But yes, I watched the film as well. Um, I did both because I was very proud of that. You should not be much. looking at movies. Uh, Read books only. You were the one earlier who was talking about watching films. We are more liberal than You're you. an unreliable. <laughs> Unreliable narrator yourself. We only watch old movies. We don't uh, watch new color movies. Right from the nineties. Like M. We watch M Ooh. and Citizen Kane. Oh, such good movies. I like M. It's good. What do you think of the twist in Citizen Kane? Ah, oh, that he was a ghost all along. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was like Kane, you are dead, and the boy can see you. Ah, oh, so good, Shyamalan. <laughs> It's a great film, isn't it? It's a wonderful film. Uh, I mean, it's a terrible film. <laughs> like, it's not a good film. <laughs> um, Apart from the fact that Rosebud is the password to get like a cheat on The Sims, which was very pleasing. Wait, what was the cheat on The Sims? If you do Rosebud exclamation mark semicolon semicolon exclamation mark just on repeat, and you get through to it. I played The Sims before I watched Citizen Kane, and then I watched Citizen Kane, and I was like, the Sims uh, creators are so cool. <laughs> What does the cheat do, sorry? It gives you shitloads of money. Wow. You can move into the big house straight away. Yeah, but it takes out some of the excitement the from, from life, isn't it? I mean, it's really a metaphor for life. You're just given everything at the beginning. What's the fun? It's all about the journey. Look, it's I was 13. I wanted to live my life. I wanted to decorate the house the way I wanted to decorate yeah, it, okay? Let's not judge. But will you really appreciate that heart bed? I don't want to go into this right now. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> my favourite cheat in The Sims is the one where you could move any object. And so you'd put them in the shower and then move the shower and then they'd be all naked. <laughs> Did you have any friends growing up or was it just you and the Sims? <laughs> Mainly me and the Sims. Nice times. I've friends in the Sims. Don't forget your, your hours spent chopping wood on RuneScape as well. <laughs> yeah, like, that is true. I used to... Every uh, innocent childhood of town. I remember I was playing uh, The Sims with my friend Devin and we made ourselves in The Sims. And we were living in a house together with my friends. Uh, and I think we made each other go. We made girlfriends for ourselves. But anyway, um, in the in the Sims house, we were talking and we were getting on really well. And then accidentally, we kissed. It's <laughs> 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 been embarrassing. Please tell me you were a teenager and not twenty-two. In the <laughs> that is the greatest story. Ever. And we and we closed the game and never played it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> 
or eight years old I was. <laughs> no, I was about ten. <laughs> All right, I think we're getting towards the end of this um, discussion now. Um, we uh, we've discussed uh, most of the characters in this book. I guess we haven't really discussed Anna, but she's kind of boring, isn't she? She's not that hot. Mm, mm. She's Who not would she be played by? Uh, Dame Judi Dench. Oh. <laughs> Dame Judi Dench as Susan Boyer. So Dame Judi Dench would play Susan Boyle playing Anna. Yeah. It's like a triple stack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so she puts on all of the all of the um, prosthetics. Uh, prosthetics to look like uh, uh, Susan Susan Boyle. Yeah, and she puts on the costume for Anna. Ah, have you had Susan Boyle yet in Switzerland? Ah, yeah, she's she was really good, and everyone <laughs> and everyone was like, it's just so ugly. She's not going to be able to do singing. She's no Megan Fox, and then she sings, and wow. What an underbar. <laughs> Is that a word? No, it's not. <laughs> well, what right. about the murder? <laughs> we just discussed the murder. <laughs> no, but we did not say what kind of murder it was. Oh, uh, brutal. The yeah. final murder. <laughs> the final murder of Tom. <laughs> Tom, Tom is the murderer, yeah. Oh, no, you were right. The at at the very ending of the book. Sorry, were you talk I thought you were talking about the first murder, but yes, the final murder, which is um, Rachel and Anna killing Tom in self-defense. Mm -hmm. It's very brutal. Um, it's a corkscrew to the neck. Uh, the most middle-class way to kill someone. It was a Le Creuset corkscrew. <laughs> it was one of the ones that looked like a dancing woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the final sort of like um, twist about uh, and commentary on the mutability of truth, uh, Anna and uh, Rachel, standing over the dead body of Tom, get their story straight, and they said that like uh, it, 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 it happened self-defense, and as as opposed to that, and that um, Anna was trying to help uh, Tom, but secretly she was turning the corkscrew even further into his neck and thus precipitating his death. Um, now this is an, again a nice moment because Tom is a man, uh, the nature of gaslighting is hijacking another person's narrative of their own life and ultimately uh, there's a certain karmic justice in seeing this man now having the circumstances of his death mm. being hijacked by these two women who were victims of his gaslighting. You should have used a gaslight to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I would have used Fairball. a very slow method. <laughs> No. <laughs> like what? Slowly she should have. She should have farted and lit her fart and <laughs> burnt him up. Is that what you're saying? Very, that would be very hard to pull off a self-defense in a court. <laughs> <laughs> There's a way. <laughs> well, Your Honour, uh, he came at me, and I thought the only way I can defend myself is by. <laughs> Doing a fart flamethrower. That would be such a good case in court. And they're like, did it smell when you got there? The police are like, I don't remember a smell. Do you remember a smell? Hello, mediocre cop here. I believe this is the murder weapon right here. Box of matches. Yeah, I believe that she tried to fart with him. You're fired, mediocre cop. Um, well, guys, um, I think this has been um, a very invigorating discussion. But uh, we have one final section to go through. Um, in which we discuss how we would have improved this book um, in a section that I like to call Notes. Notes, 
Okay, notes everybody. How would we have improved the girl on the train? Um, I think I probably would not have included a train. I think if she had been using a tram, perhaps, mm -hmm. I think the book would have been more believable. Um, I felt the train clouded matters. Okay, uh, so your issue was with the um, mode of transportation. The mode of transportation. Who uses trains? Um, I think you'll find most commuters do. <laughs> most yeah, of the working population do. They? Do. do they? I mean, I walk to work and I think that's much healthier. No, no argument here. If but, it had um, been the girl on the pavement, she would have got it done a lot quicker. But she wouldn't have been able to spy as effectively on her ex now from yeah, the she street. Yeah, she would have. She would have been going at thirty-five miles an hour or fifty kilometers an hour, as we say. Because <laughs> when the train moves, it's too fast. Too but fast. when she walks by, she could be like the binocular. Shook, 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 shook. Ah! Look through the letterbox. Although she wouldn't have been able to see their back gardens, to be fair. Yes, exactly. So exactly. That's true. This is what I'm saying. So I, that's why I'm thinking it's, I, it's um, the train device. I don't have that much of a problem with the train device. Um, what, what does everybody, how, what, how would everybody else have improved this book? I don't like twists. I think yeah. twists are a, a coward's way of spicing up a dull story. Uh, that's a good point. Um, keeping, I, want, I think every book should begin with, here are all the facts. <laughs> and that's it. Okay, okay. So just a straightforward narrative. So it's just like just a pressy of the actual. Like, page one. Here's a story about a gaslit woman uh, <laughs> who murdered someone and was not murdered. And then you know I'm not a writer, but you know just go from there. <laughs> just like a page. Listen, this is a story. Three women. There's a murder. Stuff happens. All right. Don't waste my time. Don't keep me in the dark. Okay. All right. You want it all laid out. You you again. You're basically saying when that Citizen Kane begins with every his everything that happened to Citizen Kane. <laughs> I think Citizen Kane is the only work of art that's worth preserving whatsoever. So it's everyone true. should just emulate Citizen Kane. I don't think she should have been called Rachel. She should have been called John Foster Kane. <laughs> Charles Foster Kane. Yeah, but it's a different work. <laughs> the, problem with, the problem with your method is a lot of books and films are quite complicated. So you'd probably need to have the film shown before the film. So you just watch the film twice. Uh, yeah, but you can just stream it, so it's easy. You can go back and forth. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, anybody else? I think the, the the train should have been a magnet train. Mm, yeah, I agree. Like in Tokyo. I agree. Yes. That would have been so cool. That would have been. Uh, I, I it would have again made it harder for her to spy because those things are really fast. Right? Yeah, but you know, like the speed of the train was never was never really the main point of the story. Mm -hmm. the, the main point of the story was never, and and the reason she did this because the train was moving at a humble 35 miles an hour or 50 kilometers per hour. I, I think if it was a magnet train, it mm -hmm. would have been more futuristic and when they have the fight on top of the train, it mm -hmm. would have been like Wolverine. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Th th this, it's true, I think if I had one note, I would definitely say this book could have been more like The Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Which Wolverine yeah. film, the first one? Uh, no, The Wolverine. Um, the Wolverine. Yeah. Well, he's in Japan. Uh, We're basically saying that this book should have been set in Japan, it should have starred Hugh Jackman, reprising his role of Wolverine, and it should have been called The Wolverine. <laughs> But also, it could have been Dame Judi Dench as Hugh Jackman. <laughs> as, <laughs> Dame Judi Dench as Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. She's a very good actress. She yeah. could pull it off. 
Mm. Mm, she's got such a range. Uh, Helen, do you have any notes for Paula Hawkins? I'd say just mainly to think about trains and how they work and there would be a toilet, at least one, mm. working on that train mm. and just to allow the character of Rachel to every now and again find herself in that toilet. Yes. And I think the main thing is she's missing an opportunity of comedy for that moment when you go to a toilet yeah. train thing and then you don't press the button correctly yes. and it opens up and Rachel's like, oh no, my knickers, I'm trying to solve a murder. It's absolutely. Like, <laughs> that would have been just a really lovely moment when she's there and she's like looking at blood and like trying to figure it out and like trying to put it all together but she's also just having a slash and a little kid just hits the button. And I think that would have been a nice moment, but that's it. She's in a toilet, so she would be in the toilets yeah. and there's blood everywhere. She's like writing on the mirror and she's like, in who blood. did it? Question mark. Is it my tongue? She's turned the <laughs> toilet and the train into like a, a sort of crime lab. Exactly. With all these like pictures and pieces of screen. Somewhere to so, work Excuse from. me, I'm trying to work here. Do you mind? A meddlesome conductor would be nice. Ah. For some like comic scenes, like, like porridge. That, she's got that conductor going, what are you doing solving crimes here again? It's like, I've got my season ticket, you banged right. Oh, you rich rock. Oh. And that would just liven things up, I think. Look, you see the word grr more often as well. Yeah. <laughs> there was not enough fist hours? shaking in this book. Three. Three hours. Oh. It thinks it's a book about murder and domestic violence, but they really missed a couple of comedic moments. They and that's really the main did. Thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, some um, there weren't enough wacky hijinks for yeah. my um, and again, like um, a bit of wacky hijinks, a bit of a, a, a meddling conductor, um, a magnet train, and we call it the Wolverine, um, starring Hugh Jackman and as Dame Judi Dench as no. the Wolverine. Nine, nine, nine. Dame Judi Dench as Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. That's right. That's right. I think we can all agree that's a book we could all read together. Um, mm. But as it is, this was a perfectly serviceable book. It really, really made the time fly by. Good um, number of pages. Yes, absolutely. Um, and really big fonts as well. You didn't page. even talk about the number of pages. <laughs> yeah. That's normally the first thing, but you always talk about when you true. think of a book. It's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the number of pages and the way it smells. I had the Kindle version. Oh, that's Although my Kindle same. smells of eggs. <laughs> How it smells. And we've been putting a lot of uh, jackass <laughs> through our eggs. My god, it's so funny. How? Oh. Well, everybody, um, I think we can all heartily recommend this book to everybody out mm. there. Uh, gets a big thumbs up from me. Um, thank you very much for coming down. I'm just wondering, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug whilst they're here? Um. Sunday shtick this evening. Yeah, you're going to Sunday shtick this evening. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hit, listen to this podcast within the next few hours, run, don't walk to... I'll be in Tunbridge Wells tonight if anyone wants to come to Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> no, you should, you should, you should, you should, we should look at when, when this is going to come out. Um, yes. <laughs> when yes. you're going to do your, your, your gigs. Yes. And you can say oh. where you're going to be available to come and see you because everybody We're talking two weeks time. Yeah. So two, two weeks, weeks time. time. I don't I, I don't know why I'm telling you how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't it just be like follow us on Twitter? You could yeah. do that, yeah. Yeah, I would say follow, subscribe and like us. Yes. So lovely. Yes, exactly. Um Maybe you should do it in German. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Immediate fail. <laughs> it's like not German. Uh, li liebe dich, Podcast in Schleiß. <laughs>
Kommt til uh, oss. Uh, her ist podcast. Sehr gut. Uh, review oss. Uh, auch, auch, auch Twitter oder nicht? Willst du mehr Podcast oder nicht? Uh, hallo, Entschuldigung. Why don't you like and review our podcast? As always, the offer goes out. If you write a very scintillating review of our podcast, we might review your review on the show itself. And um, why not write to us as well at fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, uh, we hope to see you then. My name's been Shinzi. Goodbye. Bye.